0: Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Well, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ben South, your host for the day Thanks for listening in. Danny is not with us today. He's a little bit under the weather, so we're going to go it without him today. But I've got a great guest who's going to uh, enlighten us with her conversation today. So hang around um, and listen in as we talk everything Vacation Bible School. Okay. We are thankful for our sponsor, though, here at Chair Two Leaders. Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas, has been a great sponsor. And if you need a college degree but don't have the time for it, the Pace College Degree Program at Central Baptist College in Conway has a proven in-class online or hybrid course format and multiple degrees to fit your busy schedule. They understand you can't quit your full-time job, can't quit your ministry, but they want to help you get the education you need and they've got 20 plus years of experience in doing that. So check them out at cbc.edu slash online for admission information or help or to schedule a meeting. They will get you enrolled and get you down the path of fulfilling your education and your ministry and the calling God has for you. So check them out at cbc.edu slash online. Well, it's Vacation Bible School season. If you are not uh, planning yet, you should be for Vacation Bible School this year. So we're going to talk a little bit about that great summer ministry of VBS. With me today on on the episode is Emily Smith, who is the Children's Ministry Specialist with the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. Emily, thanks for joining me today.
1: It's such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: So Bible school, is it a big part of your role? Is that a, I mean, that's you're probably every day you're thinking about Bible school right now, aren't you?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, considering we just came off of three of our state VBS trainings, it's been at the height of my to do list at the moment. Um, but it's one of the many things that we work with our churches with across the state. So,
0: in Bible school, when I when I was children's pastor, we uh, Bible school, I I figured that was the biggest week of the year. That was the highlight of the the year, and we built everything toward that. We funded the most toward that, and we put the most effort. As far as children's ministry, other than our weekly budget, Vacation Bible School is what we focused on, because I still believe that it is the most strategic week for evangelism in the life of any church because right. kids are going to come they're going to come do activities they're going to they know what it is and if you're not doing vacation bible school you need to be doing something along right. this line for bible school now last year with covid so many churches either had to really make some major changes mm-hmm. a, or they canceled it all together right. do you um, how do you think this year this is going to make some changes for people coming back into doing Vacation Bible School? Are some going to be more hesitant, do you think, to do it this year? or um, pause? I think
1: we, Yeah, looking back at last year, we can um, I don't know if you all remember that song, Sin Messed Everything Up. That was one of the BBS songs a few years back. I kind of changed the words and I said COVID messed everything up um, because, yeah, all of our churches, I mean, we were geared up. We were ready or starting that planning process last year. And then all of a sudden, the whole world shut down. And so we were caught in that episode. Okay, we quickly had to pivot, had to think outside the box. Some churches were just like, we're just canceling this year, which we we hated to hear that. But it was always encouraging to hear some of those churches that pivoted and um, made their move to uh, those virtual formats. Um, doing an online VBS, or maybe we heard of like VBS at home and different aspects, or even in the neighborhoods. Um, So yeah, looking back at last year, it was totally a different summer than what we had planned for. And so moving into this year in 2021, and trying to move forward, what is summer going to look like this year, because we're still kind of in that, that weird limbo stage right now, like a lot more stuff's opening back up, um, and so, but we still have families that are hesitant, or we still have churches that are like, okay, we still want to be safe and make sure that we're providing that safe environment for the kids to come back to. Um, but I think we're going to see more and more traditional style VBSs this summer. I know some churches have already made the decision hey, we're going to still do a virtual aspect or VBS at home component. Um, I heard of one church that last year, one of the things that they did was they had pivoted and done they did bbs like in backyards so kind of that backyard kids club idea so they got their members of their church hey will you host one in your neighborhood and trying to keep those numbers low of like 10 or less kids um, because of the cdc adh guidelines last summer and but they saw a lot of great success with it um, because they had multiple families that's like yeah i'll do it in my neighborhood i'll do it in mine and they were able to reach more unreached kids than they had in previous years. Yeah. And so talking with that children's ministry's she's like, I think we're gonna do the same thing this year just because the impact was greater of reaching the unreached uh, last year that they're like, we wanna try that again.
0: Yeah, so I think-, think- there's a church in our community that's doing that. It may be the church you're talking about, but <laughs> they were doing it. But they had great success mm-hmm. going into neighborhoods. I remember driving by a few of them. They'd be, yeah. you know, that have like a one bounce house, and you know, somebody sitting around on their porch with kids sitting in the yard doing the Bible story lesson there in their neighborhood for people. And they had a great opportunity to minister where they live, and got yeah. more people involved who probably might not have even been involved with Bible school. If they'd had it on campus but because right. they could do it in their neighborhood they did it there and then they had a lot of re just effects from that that people stuck after bible school more than they had had in years prior so. True.
1: yeah and we heard stories of like even the ones doing the virtual i heard of a a church in a small community they were able to get into the boys and girls club in mm. their community and so they sent me a video of these kids in the girls and boys club doing the motions to the BBS songs and they were able to get in there because they had done it in a virtual format. And so in prior years, they wouldn't have had that opportunity. So it was cool to see God open up more doors. And so I think coming into this summer, we're going to see churches either pull from their successes that they had last summer, like this one church we were talking about, um, or doing an adaptation of still providing maybe some type of virtual element while still having a live in-person component too. And so because we know we're we're kind of hitting – We've got both in our congregations now.
0: Yeah, That's what our church is doing. Last year, we went all, all virtual. Mm-hmm. This year, we're kind of doing a hybrid version. We're having a kickoff on a midweek service for like a two-hour kickoff for Bible school. And then after that, doing online. And then that first night, they'll have a box they'll take home that has all their supplies for the crafts and for everything they're supposed to do the next few days over online. Um, and so I think one of the things that churches and, and ministers need to remember coming out of COVID mm-hmm. is that there were some lessons we learned and it forced us to be a little more flexible right. and don't automatically, because we can go back to doing things the way things were before, don't just automatically flip the switch back and automatically going back to doing the things you were doing exactly the way you were doing. There may be some things you started doing in COVID for Bible school, and this applies in a lot of other areas too, but that you were doing that you can keep doing and are still going to work and may work better in a post COVID world than they would have beforehand. And you need to keep going down that way.
1: Right. And so Well, I, I thought it was kind of funny, you know, when we, we couldn't find like the Lysol wipes or the hand sanitizer and different yeah. things um, at the beginning. And it was like, no, just go to your preschool ministry at your church because we have it stockpiled. We're already prepared <laughs> and ready for that. <laughs> we clean every day anyway. <laughs> there's
0: always Lysol wipes. Yes.
1: And yes.
0: And we so, always-
1: so we were already prepped. We already knew you need to wash hands. <laughs>
0: Now, do you see, um, with your role with the state convention, do you see many trends or changes coming out of COVID that other churches said, hey, we're going to keep this? We talked about the neighborhood one. Do you see anything else that say, hey, this was really successful and we're going to keep doing this?
1: Yeah, I'm hoping one thing that kind of came out um, looking back at last year um, was the need for us to be able to quit parents at home. And so because all of a sudden, hey, we've got to shift more of our resources and our connection there and and equip those parents to be the disciples in the home. And so I'm really hoping that that's still going to be a trend that we see that's going to be that need. Um, I think we saw parents at the beginning, yes, we need something. We're now stuck at home with our kids. What do we do? (laughs) And so and of course, we know how that kind of declines over time. And um, I think we're seeing more parents, please take them back, please (laughs) do something with them. Um, But hopefully we can see our churches, you know, don't forget that aspect that we really need to make sure that we're equipping the home and families and giving them the resources that they need Uh, to be successful in being those disciples, those spiritual leaders for their kids in the home. And so hopefully that will continue.
0: Yeah, that might be a good side note to this. Churches don't Mm -hmm. be so quick to let parents abdicate their responsibilities again, just because they're tired after a year of doing it. Don't just say, oh, yeah, we'll take care of your kids' spiritual needs now, but continue to press in and push them to be the lead disciples in their homes. So uh, any more trends you're seeing in Bible school?
1: Um, So yeah, Bible school and kids ministry, I think one of the big key things, and we noticed it last year, was we're, we're built for community. We're built for relationships. And all of a sudden, a lot of that was taken away or stripped away. And what we have seen the churches, um, because we know it with volunteers and things like that, we need the majority of that in preschool and children's ministry and so we've we've seen more of the churches that stayed engaged with their leaders stayed engaged with their families have seen the bigger return whenever the doors were open back up or programming started back um, they had a bigger return because they didn't stop ministry because of the pandemic. They kept staying connected with their leaders. They kept building, keeping those families and kids engaged um, even though it looked differently than it had before. And so I think we're, that's one of the trends and one of the things that even with VBS is like it, it boils down to relationships, making those connections um, and If we look at if you're planning for VBS, one of the big things that they say don't forget about is the follow-up aspect. And so that's always that key component is you have this great big event. You have all these people there, but then we forget about, hey, let's follow up with these visitors that we had. Let's follow up with these new connections um, that we just had this past week. And so I think that's one thing that churches need to take into consideration. I know there's a lot of prep that goes on the front end before VBS even happens, Um, but maybe enlist a separate team that couldn't help that week during VBS to help with the follow-up aspect, because you don't want to lose those connections that you just made.
0: Yeah, that's a huge point, because we spend all that time on the prep, you know, hours and hours on decorations, Mm -hmm. but we don't spend time on the after part on how are we gonna connect with these families afterwards? Yes. Is there gonna be a follow up after Bible school or is it a, hey, see you next year when it's time for right. Bible school again, here's the theme next year. So we, we need to spend as much time on that as we mm-hmm. do the decorations. I, I, I kind of think of it this way, when you do counseling and people are getting married, they're, all the focus and the efforts put on the wedding and mm-hmm. not necessarily on the marriage. Right. The wedding is a one hour, or You know, an evening event, one part of one day event. Well, the marriage is a lifetime lifetime. Well, the Bible school is a one day maybe or one week event with four or five days. But there's a potential of a lifetime of discipleship that can follow after that if we're planning to follow up and disciple those people.
1: Right. Because when we're dealing with kids and especially even preschoolers is we're planting those seeds of the gospel each and every time that we get that opportunity to encounter them and be able to teach and share the gospel with them. And so it's so key and so pivotal that we don't just let BBS be that one week and that's it or those few days. And that's it, because we know even with our own spiritual journey, we know it's a journey. It's not just this one day thing. And then that's it. It's, it's building that going back to that relationship It's building that continually building that relationship with Christ, and that ongoing process. And so that's why it's so key that yes, VBS is important. And given that given us that opportunity to share the gospel with kids and families, um, but making sure that we've got that discipleship aspect in there that we're following up and making those connections moving forward after that. As well,
0: and that's an area of the Bible school ministry that you can use to engage other people in your church that are going to say, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to come serve in the children's ministry, I'm not going to change diapers, I'm not going to mess with preschoolers, I'm not going to do crafts, I'm not going to do a Bible story with kids, I'm not going to do it. But when you say, Hey, would you come and just greet the parents? As they're leaving from dropping off their kids, would you Mm -hmm. make it your job just to say hi to every parent and learn their name? Would you uh, come and pray for them? Would Mm -hmm. you, the week afterwards, just call the parents and thank them for bringing their kids and see if there's some way we can pray for them or some Mm -hmm. need their family has, a way we can, as a church, minister to them? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people in the church you can engage in Bible school that never work with a kid.
1: Right. Well, and that's the thing. That's the beauty about VBS Like it's one of those events that you can have at church that encompasses every single generation of the church. And so like if you have some ladies that are like, well, I just I just can't get there in the evening or I just can't come all day. But, hey, I love to bake. Mm -hmm. I love to cook. Um, okay, well, would you bake cookies so that we can appreciate our leaders that are going to be here this week? And um, so you can always incorporate them. I remember being on church staff and I had a group of senior adult men that they were all retired. They were looking for projects. So months ahead of time, I would go to them and be like, hey, this is what I would like to have for my VBS set on the stage. Can you build this for me? Gave them plenty of time. I can tell you I had the best VBS sets, um, in our church and everything. And so, but it was, I mean, it was all because of them. It gave them something. And then they had something they could feel proud about when they showed up on that Sunday and it was on the stage to be like, you know what? I helped with that. (laughs) And so, or when we showed the end of the week video, uh, that next Sunday. And so that's how they could play a part and be a part of that. Um,
0: they're probably not going to walk, kid with kids down the hallway and make sure they're in the yeah. right class but they're going to stand at the back of the sanctuary and watch them enjoy it
1: <laughs> exactly exactly we used to
0: so, have we used to have a lady who on the last day of week for um For our Bible school, she would bring chocolate gravy and biscuits in for all the workers (laughs) on the last morning. So if you're listening and you're not in Arkansas, I think that's an Arkansas thing with chocolate gravy. (laughs) It's not as disgusting as you might think it sounds. It's a wonderful heavenly delicacy. So check it out. And, you know, you need to check out the chocolate gravy. But those kind of things, you can engage people in your church mm -hmm. in Bible school to support the leaders or follow up, write cards, phone calls.
1: Yes. Definitely. There's so many roles that you can plug everybody in, even the pastor. And I think it's very important that you plug the pastor in during BBS, because that's a great opportunity for him to be able to connect with families, to connect with kids. Um, because, you know, on a given Sunday, it's hard for the pastor to be down there when those families are walking in, um, dropping their kids off. Or, and, but it's also a time that the kids can connect with their own pastor. Um, I've been in many situations where the kids didn't even know who the pastor was at the church. Wow. Um, because they were always back in the preschool ministry or they were always back in the kids ministry. Um, so it's ample time that he can have visibility, have a chance to connect with those families. Um, and so incorporate him in, give him a role. Um, even if it is a competition for the missions offering that at the end of the week, someone's getting a pie in the face um, depending if the boys win or the girls win, <laughs> there's always an opportunity or way that you can incorporate uh, the pastor in and have his support. Um, because it is, it's in some cases it's the biggest evangelism event That churches experience in a year.
0: That's right. And it's also a great outreach tool for your community because there are parents who are looking for their place, looking for places for their kids to go in the summer. I remember one summer we had somebody call and ask us if we could reschedule our vacation Bible school because they were already scheduled at another church that week and they needed something the following week. So wanted to know if we could move our Bible school back a week. (laughs) Yes. I don't think we moved it for that reason, but but, but, yeah. but parents are looking for places and right. if you will make them known, make yes. it known that you are doing it.
1: Yeah. And that's why it's so important. You've got to get the word out and get it out early. Um, that's why you have to plan months in advance. And I know COVID has kind of pushed everything back this year. Um, but as soon as you have that date set, start promoting it, especially if you can get word out even before school is out, Um, I know sometimes we're still able to get into the schools or either through students or different things. That's a great opportunity that you could do some uh, um, publicizing ahead of time and say, hey, come to our event this summer. We're going to be having this. So
0: do something simple. It's free uh, with a Facebook event. Create an event on Facebook. Ask your members, your volunteers, they're going to be serving in Bible school. Share this. The community can sign up for it. It will create awareness uh, from that and then drive them back to your website if you can to register or a number they can call to register. Maybe they can even register right there on Facebook. Um, And that won't cost you anything, but it can go out to a right. broad spectrum and if your members are sharing that it's going to go to people who know them already and so there's going to be exactly. a they're going to be a built-in connection for them coming back to your church yes.
1: especially all the sporting stuff that's already started back if there's way that you know kids are inviting their friends or on their sports teams in different aspects um, yeah just remember to use a variety of methods when you're advertising because not everybody gets the same form of communication. And so make sure that you're hitting, like you said, the Facebook ads, um, you know, you're connecting with your own members and helping give their resources so they can outreach as well into the community and make it visible.
0: I think that depends on what kind of community you live in as well. Because mm-hmm. I know, right. you know, in Conway here, we're in a little bit more urban Mm-hmm. upper middle class, probably suburban more right. community where, where digital is going to go a lot further than if we were to put a poster up somewhere. Right. But there are some communities, if you were to put a poster up at the one grocery store in town, if they'd let you, you mm-hmm. know, Hey, vacation Bible school or the one gas station in town, Hey, vacation Bible school, that's where people are going to be going. And if you, yeah. if they'll let you do that, um, that's some, especially in smaller communities that may be your better way of reaching people.
1: Right. I knew at one point, I think even Chick-fil-A would let you participate and advertise different yeah. things. And a lot of times they would even give you like those free little coupons and stuff like that for your yes. event.
0: Yeah. Vacation Bible them. School, sponsored by Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> so we will plug you. Not that Chick-fil-A needs more plugging. But
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, just think, think outside the box a little bit of what are those, where are those common areas people are going to be that we can get the word out.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Now, one thing I think coming out of COVID, I know we've experienced this at our church, and I think we talked a little bit about this um, before we started recording, is the issue right now with volunteers coming back. I know in our church, all of our children's ministry volunteers haven't come back yet because of COVID. What are some things you would say to churches or leaders to encourage them? Maybe they don't have the volunteer base they used to have have, or they don't have all the who now they're just not k- sure about getting in a closing environment with kids. How, what are some ways they can approach this?
1: Yeah. So we saw even last year with churches, but some of them kind of taking that same model and aspect even this year. Um, you know, a lot of them were like, okay, we're going to move a lot of our activities or the majority of our activities outdoors um, so that you have the better airflow Kind of aspect people feel a bit more comfortable if it's an outdoor event versus if it's an indoor Mm -hmm. event um i think one of the big key things is communication um too many um i just kind of think of myself as a mom and with having two kids myself um, before i'm going to send my kids and especially now it's like i want to make sure that they're going to be in a safe environment that they're going into and so communicate, hey, here's our safety precautions that we're putting in place to protect the kids, um, but also communicate that with the leaders. Hey, here's safety precautions that we're putting in place so that we can protect you as well. And so if that's communicated to me that you're going to take those extra steps to make sure you're providing that safe environment, then I'm going to feel a little bit more comfortable um, volunteering or feel a little bit more comfortable helping out and um, in in those different roles. And I'll feel more comfortable sending my kids if I know that these safety protocols are going to be in place and help out. Um, So I think we're going to see a lot of them um, hopefully communicating that. I know some churches dealing with the lower numbers of volunteers. There was one church last year that they're like, hey, we still want to do VBS. So we're going to take those ADH guidelines and try to adhere it. To where we can still do it we're going to move everything outdoors keep the numbers of 10 groups of 10 or less and then um but one of their things is okay i know i have this number of volunteers that said hey we'll help with vbs this year okay so that helps me determine that i've got these many spots i can fill with kids and so i think a lot of our churches might have to look at that take that into consideration of okay we're going to have limited space For our VBS. So, therefore, we need you to pre register. We need you to do this ahead of time so that we know we've got the number of leaders that we need. We're keeping those numbers low in each of the groups so we can provide the safety protocols that um, we need to meet. So, I think we're going to see some of that and the churches still happen to do that aspect
0: and those are things that actually go far in people's Mm -hmm. minds especially if they're not in the church because they see you caring for okay we're making sure we're washing our hands we're making sure we're wearing masks even if Mm -hmm. it's not required by the governor or this law or the uh, we're doing it outside we're distancing those Mm -hmm. send a message we care we're not we're not going to say well we have a right to do it this way Uh, you know it doesn't matter what everybody says we're going to do it the way we want but we care about you and we want mm-hmm. you to be comfortable. So we're mm-hmm. doing everything we can to make you comfortable so you can, will come to get to the gospel. Right. You know, we're, it's all about removing barriers to the gospel for these families and for kids. And if we make it more mm-hmm. difficult and, and for them, we're not doing ourselves any favor or we're not helping them either. Oh. But if we, we say, hey, look, we're doing everything we can to mm-hmm. help make this safe for you, they're going to be more comfortable coming. Yes. There's also, uh, one of our local churches here is doing something that, because they don't have a lot of volunteers, they don't have a lot of indoor space, so they're doing, um, I think they said the other day, I was in a group with the pastors, and they were talking, and he, they're doing like an Olympic type thing, but they're doing it as a family event, so you don't have to have as many parent, you don't have to have any as many volunteers from your church, because the parents take care of their own kids, in theory, yeah. you know, so you can do that. Do something that's a family event. You probably don't want it to last, you know, all day, you know, and probably couldn't get parents to commit to it for multiple nights in a row. But maybe do a Saturday afternoon or a Friday night cookout and maybe do it kind of like a, you can even do it like a fall festival type approach where you have different booths that they stop by and do different things that follow up with one story or something. So there are different ways you can do that when you don't have a lot of volunteers.
1: So everyone's trying happen to get creative because most churches are seeing probably about a thirty uh, percent come back on their volunteers and their leaders, and you know we can look even pre-pandemic. We, in kids ministry and preschool ministry, you probably never have enough volunteers.
0: That's true. Um,
1: and so now, yeah, the struggle is being able to get the volunteer base that you need to come back so that you can fill those spots that are needed um because we you know you can't put 52 year olds in a room with just two leaders and expect those leaders to come back the next week um so yeah it's any best way is try to communicate i think going to people individually um talking to them individually we know sometimes trying to do like a mass hey it's bbs sign up time sign up to be a volunteer (laughs) or a leader we know that doesn't always work it's Um, you know, enlist some key people ahead of time to help in that recruitment process. And so develop your own team because you as an individual with all the many moving pieces of VPS, you can't try to tackle everything. Right. And so putting those key people in place to be your enlisting team and um, putting the word out there, hey, here's here's what we need. Here are the different positions that we need, almost like job descriptions of, You know, from, hey, I need someone to bake cookies to I need someone to help build sets to, hey, I need a teacher in the third and fourth grade room kind of aspect. So all those key pieces that are needed for VBS, um, the follow up team, the promotion team, all those key things. um, Go ahead and start recruiting each of those elements. And I think if painting that picture for people of like, okay, um, you still can't come because of certain circumstances, and can't be around kids, we totally get that. Okay, would you mind being on the prayer team that dedicates to pray prior to VBS, leading up to it, the week of, you know, following. And so put those key people on different teams to where they can still play a part in VBS even though they can't physically be there. And so I think there's thinking through all those different aspects.
0: One of the things I used to do when I was leading Bible school is if I had different stations in different areas, Mm -hmm. I would always just I would handpick the lead person for every one of those. And then I would task them with recruiting the team they needed for what they needed to do. You know, I would recruit one kitchen leader and she would recruit everybody she needed to do the kitchen. I recruited one craft or activity or game person and they Mm -hmm. recruited their team. And so Mm -hmm. they had people they it wasn't just me saying, hey, here's your spot. But they recruited them to that task. That's another way to do that. You're not having to find every single person, but you send them out there to find people. And if they have that relationship, they're going to serve better together, too.
1: Yeah, that's building your leadership team and equipping them. Um, to play a role as well, and so yeah, the more you can delegate and help them, they're gonna they're gonna pull people they like to work with, and then it's gonna run smoother.
0: <laughs> that's right, that's right. Well, well, Emily, thanks for joining us um, for the podcast. Uh, you know, listeners, if if you are not doing Bible school or not planning to, it's not too late this year. Do something. Do something to reach the kids. Reach out in the community. People are dying to be around other people. They they want to be around other people. And they need to be around other people. And what better for them? What better way than for them to be around people in the church? So do something for Bible school this year. Any last words about Bible school?
1: Yeah. Um, Regardless of what it may look like, um, because we know looking back at last year, things we've had to pivot, we had to think outside the box. And that's okay to still do that even for this summer. And so regardless of what theme you're doing, don't let another summer go by that you're not making an impact in your community to share the gospel with kids and families. And so um, whatever you can do, whether that's, Looking at it differently and it looks more like a game day or a day camp aspect or even if it is just a one day event as in whatever you do, um, be sure that you're still reaching out to families and kids this summer and impacting his kingdom.
0: That's right. If one of our listeners wanted to reach out to you, how is the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Um, so, yeah, they can contact uh, me through the Arkansas Baptist State Convention and best way is to contact us through there. But um, also if they want some more resources and my contact information is on here as well. If they go to absc.org backslash VBS, um, we are going to be posting some more training videos and different aspects and key resources that will help them this summer as they plan or VBS, and my contact information is on that landing page as well so great way for yeah. them to connect
0: and even if you're not a southern baptist church and even if you're not in arkansas they don't patrol that website and kick you yeah. off if you're not a part of the <laughs> southern baptist of arkansas exactly. so you can still use those resources that are out there so check them out at asbc.org backslash vbs is yeah. that right A-B-
1: arkansas baptist A-B-S-C. A-B-S-C. C- absc.org
0: thank you go. that's it mm-hmm. all right well thanks for joining us. well before we go i always like to have one just kind of fun question to kind of get to know our, our guests a little bit better. But thinking back over Bible school through all the years, what was the worst vacation Bible school snack you ever had?
1: Oh, worst snack. That's a hard one. <laughs> Cause I mean, isn't that why you go It's for the snack. <laughs> so, um,
0: And for me, it was always the generic Oreo cookies. Oh, oh,
1: yes. The ones that are like not the Oreo brands. Like the vanilla ones. Those were the ones.
0: Like, like, why do they even make them? And why did you buy them on the biggest week of the year? (laughs) Exactly. So if you're doing cookies, buy the Oreos, buy the name brand ones for Bible school. <laughs>
1: there you go. Or you know, and you don't have to have make it theme related. Do something that you know kids are gonna like, or that <laughs> they're That's gonna right. want.
0: To That's right. That's right. Just do Bryce Krispie um, treats; they'll be happy.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> That's
0: it. Well, thanks for listening again this week. Make sure you're doing something for Bible school. If you're listening to Charity Two Leaders, make sure you like and listen, uh, like and comment wherever you listen to podcasts. That helps other people find it find us on instagram twitter and facebook and you can share from there and help others find us as well hope you have a great day we'll catch you next time you've been listening to chair two leaders follow us on facebook instagram and twitter for the latest updates and make sure you rate review and subscribe to chair two leaders wherever you listen to podcasts thanks for listening